What's going on? It's time for another episode of Too Hard for the Radio. Transmitting from the future free state of Greater Idaho, I am the one-armed madman. And from the badlands of Southern Montana, we've got Nolan 5150. What's up, dude? Hey, man. Just uh, working, working, you know, doing doing the thing. Making the, making those uh, those shackles, those shillings. Yeah, I'm super excited. Hiding that gold. I, you would love, I'm going to have to send you a picture of this, but I just, you know, uh, had to splurge a little bit. Got a, got a sweet motion pro, uh, suspension, uh, service vice is badass. Ooh, that's interesting. I'm excited. Fucking motion pro, man. I, uh, had some motion pro shit back in the day. Oh yeah. I don't remember. I think it was, uh, skid plates. That they did a lot of in moto back in the day. I think they were skid plates and those side plates. Nice fucking stuff like that that I could hardly ever afford. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I yeah. think I decked out. I, I decked out the race bike, but aside from that, man, whew, shit was expensive. Yeah, they got a, a pretty nice line of um, motorcycle ge- uh, geared uh, specialty tools and stuff like that. And they're the ones that, that I've used are super, super high quality. Uh- Nice. I was thinking of Works Connection, Motion Pros to Tools. Oh, yeah. Yeah, well, anyways, <laughs> whatever. We're back. Another week. Another week. We missed last week, I think. Maybe it was two weeks. In a row. I don't even know at this point. It's, uh, you know. <laughs> it's a post-COVID world, man. Here. Time is relative. <laughs> yeah, it's a post-COVID world. Nobody's listening. I saw something that was very discouraging. Like, I stopped paying attention to our numbers a couple of months ago just because... There's no real point in paying attention. Do you ever watch the Jimmy Dore show? Uh, I think only from stuff that you've sent me. From on here. Yeah. So lately he's had this guy pasta, like guest hosting for him while he's out on the road. And they still get like thousands and, you know, 20,000, 30,000 views. But then back on his channel, he still gets like 300. Hmm. It was like, ah, man, we're fucked. <laughs> we're fucked. If if guest hosting the Jimmy Dore show doesn't do it for you, I don't really know what we're going to do, but we'll just keep doing it. Yeah. Why not? Hopefully I can get this book written and maybe that'll garner us some attention. <laughs> well, I got, I've got my, my PSYOP every PSYOP versus everyone shirt on today. Nice. Hey, that's a, that's probably a good fucking thumbnail right there. <laughs> <laughs> Because we've got another war. We've got another war from the Jerusalem Post. A massive, unprovoked attack on Israel. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. We've got got war on multiple fronts now. I don't know a ton about Israel-Palestine. I know that it's an apartheid state. I know that it's fucking brutal and that Gaza's an open-air prison. But I don't really know much beyond that. I don't know much about the history. So I dug around today looking for some history. And I found this video from Vox of all places. Like in in this one, the lefties, the far lefties are actually good on this. They've been good on this for, you know, years now. The right, you know, is going to be all in for war. But Vox, they they put together this little 10-minute video on the history and uh, I think it's interesting. I think that it's probably a good thing to watch considering that like most people have no idea what's going on over there. And I think like they want us to just think, oh, 
holy war, like backwards people, you know, what are we supposed to do? Let's just give them the money, give the money to Israel so they can fight the good fight so it doesn't screw us over here. I think that's kind of like the psyop in this one. And I think most people fucking buy it. And it's a really easy one to pull on everybody because it, it's so easy to go, Oh, what if you don't, you don't support Israel. You're, you're a Nazi. If you say anything bad about Israel, you're an anti-Semite and it's, you know, so easy to throw that, you know, you're a white supremacist right away. Oh, you're a white supremacist. He, He doesn't like Jewish people. It's just a really easy way to, uh, sigh out people into thinking that this is a one-sided conflict so uh anyways let's watch a little bit of this video we'll we'll probably try and pause it here and there to do some comments but uh for the most part let's just let her run the biggest myths about the israel-palestine conflict is that it's been going on for centuries all about ancient religious hatreds in fact while religion is involved conflict's mostly about two groups of people who claim the same land and it really only goes back about a century to the early 1900s Wait a minute. We've got another border dis- another border dispute. Nikki yeah. Haley is going to be beside herself. It's not a border dispute. You remember that from the from the uh, the debate a the couple debate, weeks ago, yeah, yeah, yeah. where Vivek was like, "It's a border." It's not a border dispute. We have to kill them all, dude. The one thing that tripped me out around then the regional uh, when he said the early 1900s. You know, I was like, in my head, like you say, 1800s yeah. or 1700s for a long yeah. time ago. And now all of a sudden they're saying 1900s. I'm like, motherfucker, I was born yeah. in the 1900s. Yeah, most of this is post-World War II. Like, yeah. pre-World pre-world War, there's a little bit that happens. You know, it, it changes hands here and there. But, like, most of the shit that's happening today is all post-war. Which is, like you said, that's fucking crazy. Because they want you to just think it's this holy war that's been going on forever that... We couldn't understand even if we wanted to. Yeah. Oh, that's they're just different cultures. They have different histories. You couldn't understand even if you wanted to. So just support the good guys. All right. On the eastern Mediterranean, we now call Israel-Palestine, been under Ottoman rule for centuries, was religiously diverse, including mostly Muslims and Christians, also a small number of Jews who lived generally in peace. It was changing Imagine in two that. important ways. First, more people in the region were developing a sense of being not just... And not only, like, do they want you to think that this is something that's been going on forever, but, like, they just... Oh, yeah, it was relatively peaceful until fucking politics got involved. Yep. (laughs) Ethnic Arabs, but Palestinians, a distinct national identity. At the same time, not so far away in Europe, more Jews were joining a movement called Zionism, which said that Judaism was not just a religion, but a nationality, one that deserved a nation of its own. And after centuries of persecution, many believed a Jewish state was their only way of safety and saw their historic homeland in the Middle East as their best hope for establishing it. In the first decades of the 20th century, tens of thousands of European Jews moved there. Okay, so now imagine this. Like, this is an ethnostate, clearly. Like, we are based on a religion and a race. Like, Jewish Judaism is a race, Zionism. It's a race. It's a race and a religion, and that's what our state is based off of. And everybody in America supports that. Imagine if if uh, Matt Gates instead of saying we want to shut down the government, he said we want to create a white ethno-state <laughs> of white Christians. And that's, that's going to be our – that's going to be America. Like, that's kind of what they, they – you know, say our country is anyways, but just imagine 
if if we tried to pull something like that yeah. in America today. It would never fucking fly. Never. But we didn't get holocausted. We, I did the holocausting. After World War I, the Ottoman Empire collapsed. And British and French empires carved up the Middle East, the British taking control of a region it called the British Mandate for Palestine. At first, the British allowed Jewish immigration. But as more Jews arrived, settling into farming communities, tension between Jews and Arabs grew. Both sides committed acts of violence, and by the 1930s, the British began limiting Jewish immigration. In response, Jewish militias formed to fight both the local Arabs and to resist British rule. Then came the Holocaust, leading many more Jews to flee Europe for British Palestine and galvanizing much of the world in support of a Jewish state. Now, in other videos that I've watched on this today, Brit Britain really did fucking that area dirty. They promised it to like three different groups. Yeah. Like, oh yeah, you can have it, you can have it, you can have it. And eventually the, the Jews got it. But dude, the British Empire was, these were brutal, brutal fucking people. So um, like, it's not hard to imagine that they wanted to fight off the British. Like you've got some empire and this is back in with ships, you know, sailing ships. So not only do you have some empire on the other side of the world running your life, but they're doing it over boat. So, like, if there's a conflict, it takes six months to resolve. You know, that's something that a lot of people don't realize about the American Revolution. It's like things took a long time to happen back then. Yeah. It was like you said in the letter, you you formulate this letter, you have this big group of people. You got to get all these people together. They've all got to travel with horse and buggy to get to one place. And they put together the letter. They sign it. They send it over to France. France has to get everybody together. They're going to debate it. Or not France, England. Man, well, maybe France also, because they were asking for French's help, you know, with the Navy. So think about how long that took, like once we were at war to get Fran France's help. Like, hey, we're asking, uh, well, maybe we could send this many. Well, we'd like this many. And meanwhile, two years has gone by. Yep. <laughs> All right. 1947, as sectarian violence between Jews and Arabs there grew, the United Nations approved a plan to divide British Palestine into two separate states. One for Jews, Israel, and one for Arabs, Palestine. City of Jerusalem, states. where Jews, Muslims, and Christians all have holy sites, was to become a special international zone. The plan was meant to give Jews a state, to establish Palestinian independence, and to end the sectarian violence that the British could no longer control. But the Jews accepted the plan, and they declared yeah, independence as Israel. <laughs> but Arabs this. throughout the region saw the UN plan as just more European colonialism trying to steal their land. Many of the Arab states, who had just Imagine recently that. won independence themselves, declared... Imagine that. A bunch of white people who just colonized you took off and gave it to a bunch of other, like, technically white people. For Arabs who have never, like, really interacted with white people, what's the difference between a white Jew and a, and a white Englishman? Not much. So to, to view it as, like, another act of colonialism seems like... I mean, these are very uneducated people today. Imagine how uneducated they were back then. You knew about yeah. Muhammad, and that's about it. You knew how to carry water, and you do your job, and you knew how to pray to Muhammad and do your thing. But that's about it. Like, you don't know. You're not reading books and shit. They're not reading books and shit now. They definitely weren't 50, 60 years ago, 100 years ago. The war on Israel in an effort to establish a unified Arab Palestine where all of British Palestine had been. 
The new state of Israel won the war, but in the process, they pushed well past their borders under the UN plan, taking the western half of Jerusalem and much of the land that was to have been part of Palestine. They also expelled huge numbers of Palestinians from their homes, creating a massive refugee population whose descendants today number about seven million. At the end of the war, Israel controlled all of the territory except for Gaza, which Egypt controlled, and the West Bank, named because it's west of the Jordan River, which Jordan controlled. This was the beginning of the decades-long Arab-Israeli conflict. Now, Gaza is five miles by 25 miles, and right now over two million people live there. It's one of the most densely populated places on the planet. Wow. I lived in San Francisco. San Francisco is seven miles by seven miles, and 700,000 people live there. You can barely drive or walk through the streets. Imagine two million people in an area that small where they get about two to three hours of electricity a day, <laughs> no running water, like the entire place is fires, you know, no electricity for most people. You've got hospitals that don't have 24-7 elect electricity, so, you know— if your baby needs an incubator, too fucking bad. Your baby dies. Do you know? Kind of how it goes. Do you know? Is it like? Uh, is it like all just like shanties stacked on top of each other, or just crappy yeah. little one bedroom apartments? And like a. You've seen you've seen uh, the movie The City of God about the favelas. Yeah, yeah. Right. Imagine City of God, yeah. just a massive favela, like. The powerful are going to rule over the weak. You know, the strong are going to take from the poor. It's a fucking mess. It's an open-air prison. Like, these people aren't allowed to leave. Jeez. So, and they've been on un, under embargo, essentially, or under siege for the past 20, 30 years to where they can't get basic services. They can't get food. I mean, it's a real freaking mess. Just a, a humanitarian disaster. Yeah. Easily, like, just a, a complete disaster. Probably one of the worst places you could live on this planet outside of North Korea. It doesn't get much worse than where they're at. Maybe, maybe living under Zelensky. <laughs> During this period, many Jews in Arab-majority countries fled or were expelled, arriving in Israel. Then something happened that transformed the conflict. In 1967, Israel and the neighboring Arab states fought another war. When it ended, Israel had seized the Golan Heights from Syria, the West Bank from Jordan, and both Gaza and the Sinai Peninsula from Egypt. Israel was now occupying the Palestinian territories, including all of Jerusalem and its holy sites. This left Israel responsible for governing the Palestinians, a people it had fought for decades. In 1978, Israel and Egypt signed the U.S.-brokered Camp David Accords. Shortly after that, Israel gave Sinai back to Egypt as part of the peace treaty. At the time, this was hugely controversial in the Arab world. Egyptian President Anwar Sadat was assassinated in part because of outrage against it. But it marked the beginning of the end of the wider Arab-Israeli conflict. Over the next few decades, the other Arab states gradually made peace with Israel, even if they never signed formal peace treaties. But Israel's military was still occupying the Palestinian territories of the West Bank and Gaza. And this is when the conflict became an Israeli-Palestinian struggle. The Palestinian Liberation Organization, which had formed in the 1960s to seek a Palestinian state, 
fought against Israel, including through acts of terrorism. Initially, the PLO claimed all of what had been British Palestine, meaning it wanted to end the state of Israel entirely. Fighting between Israel and the PLO went on for years, even including a 1982 Israeli invasion of Lebanon to kick the group out the of The stillness of the ceasefire in southern Lebanon was shattered today by the sound of guns, bombs, and flames. The PLO later said it would accept dividing the land between Israel and Palestine, but the conflict continued. As all of this was happening, something dramatic was changing in the Israel-occupied Palestinian territories. Israelis were moving in. These people are called settlers, and they made their homes in the West Bank and Gaza, whether Palestinians wanted them or not. Some moved for religious reasons. This is where it gets really dirty. These people straight up move in. They go, uh, you don't live here anymore. And these are people who have lived in these homes. Like I watched a video earlier today of a woman who got kicked out of her home. She's 70 years old, lived in that, born in that house. (laughs) You know, her mother or grandmother was born in that house. And, you know, some probably American or European family just moved in and go, oh, yeah, that's ours now. And they call up the military and the military comes in, vacates them, and then runs protection for them for however long they need it. Jesus. Wild. <laughs> I'm seeing the look on your face. You don't even know what to say. Yeah, that, It's crazy yeah. that this type of thing happens in America or not in America, in, in the, you know, in the world today. Yeah. And you don't hear about it on every fucking news channel all the time. Yeah. All I, I actually <laughs> pulled. Go ahead. I was I was just gonna say all all I can think is uh and and we're sending all these billions uh, to Ukraine. Yeah, it just we're we're protecting Nazis to allow them to stay Nazis in Ukraine, and then we're allowing Israel to act like Nazis in Israel. Yeah, it's beautiful. It's a beautiful fucking thing, you know. <laughs> Not this is why when Sam Tripoli says that the Nazis never lost the war. He's completely correct yeah. because we've got signs of them everywhere, even in the people they tortured. I mean, how would like if you just took a normal person and sat him down and said, do you know that the Jews are acting like the Nazis every day in Jerusalem? You'd be like, you're fucking crazy. You're <laughs> fucking crazy. No way. It's like, yeah, man, biggest concentration camp on earth is under Jewish control fucking wild <laughs> so i actually pulled this video this is a famous video that that went around the internet a couple of years ago this is an actual they call them settlers which is dude what a fucked up like psyop everybody term to call these people settlers it's like they're colonized like they're colonizers this is manifest destiny this is coming yeah. in and we're gonna we're gonna take over and go for destiny so here he is no, this is not your house. Yes, but if I go, you don't go back. So what's the problem? Why are you yelling at me? I didn't do this. I didn't do this. But well, you're you're you're, it's you're, easy to yell at me, but I didn't do this. Yeah, you are working. stealing my house. And if I don't steal it, someone else is going to steal it. No, no one, no one uh, uh, is allowed to steal it, Yammi. That's crazy. Yeah, I didn't do this. You're not. Don't be mad at me. I'm kicking you out on the street. I Somebody else would do it. That's wild. But, you know unprovoked it, it it's just a great anytime like dave smith made a great point about this the other day he was like anytime i hear the word unprovoked now i just think 
Well, what did they do? (laughs) (laughs) Because it's just, we're not even halfway through this video yet. And to say that this is unprovoked is just fucking crazy. Let's continue. Reasons, some because they want to claim the land for Israel. Some just because housing is cheap, often subsidized by the Israeli government. I think 30% of Israelis are on, are on um, like the equivalent of food stamps or welfare or something like that. And where do you think that money comes from? The U.S. government, yeah, baby. Some settlements are cities with thousands of people. Others are small communities deep into the West Bank. If you've always felt a deep yearning for Jerusalem, taxpayer, now is a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity not only to stand within its gates, but also to build the home of your dreams there. Settlers are followed by soldiers Isn't to guard them. And growing... That's like a whole fucking advertisement. Come and build the, the home of your dreams. doesn't say anything about kicking out, you know, women and children onto the streets where they can starve and live in an open-air prison. Ah, come and live your dream. It's the good life. <laughs> yeah. Golem Heights. <laughs> it's like a time... Timeshare. We're gonna we're gonna make a new timeshare. You share the house with Palestinians. They live for ten years and then we'll take it for five hundred and maybe they can have it again later. Jeez. Settlements force Palestinians off of their land and divide communities. Short term, they make the occupation much more painful for Palestinians. Long term, by dividing up Palestinian land, they make it much more difficult for the Palestinians to ever have an independent state. Today, there are several hundred thousand settlers in occupied territory, even though the international community considers them illegal. By the late 1980s, and that's Palestinian crazy. frustration... Like, they just the international community considers this illegal. But it's Israel, so, you know, let it roll. What are we going to... We can't be anti-Semitic, right? Of course not. That would be bad. <laughs> then we would be like Hitler. Or, I'm sorry. Then we would be like Trump. <laughs> and exploded into the Intifada, which is the Arabic word for uprising. It began with mostly protests and boycotts, but soon became violent. Israel responded with heavy force. A couple hundred Israelis, over a thousand Palestinians died in the first Intifada. Around the same time, a group of Palestinians in Gaza who considered the PLO too secular, too compromise-minded, created Hamas, a violent extremist group dedicated to Israel's destruction. By the early 1990s, it's clear that- Imagine that, like, why would something like that? These people must just be crazy. Who, what is, what have, what have they done to deserve that? Violence. Huh. I mean, Uprising. they're really nice when they kick you out of their house. Yeah, that yeah. guy was extremely he said polite. sorry. I think he said sorry. If he didn't say it, he projected that he kind of was. Yeah, his his tone was definitely apologetic. Exactly. It's like, hey, you know, if 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 I hadn't come, the next guy would have raped you and stole your family. So I'm really doing you a favor. <laughs> Israelis and Palestinians have to make peace. The leaders from both sides signed the Oslo Accords. This is meant to be the big first step toward Israel maybe someday withdrawing from the Palestinian territories and allowing an independent Palestine. The Oslo Accords established the Palestinian Authority, allowing Palestinians a little bit of freedom to govern themselves in certain areas. A little bit. Hardliners on both sides opposed the Oslo Accords. 
Members of Hamas launch suicide bombings to try to sabotage the process. The Israeli right protests peace talks with ralliers calling Prime Minister Yitzhak Rabin a traitor and a Nazi. Not I got in an argument with somebody on the internet the other day uh, about electric motorcycles, electric dirt bikes. And uh, man, now I kind of lost my point, I think. Dang. I had something juicy. I had it. Shit. And then it's just off into the ether. Maybe I'll remember here in a second. Anyways. Long after Rabin signs the second round oh, of Oslo yeah. Accords. <laughs> he was saying, uh, you know, anybody who thinks electric motorcycles and politics are connected in any way is an idiot. Hmm. I was like, what, you, what the fuck are you talking about? They're going to force you to ride an electric bike by limiting where you can ride a gas-powered bike. He goes, that's not force. <laughs> what do you mean that's not force? Yeah, They're telling you what you can and can't do with your hard-earned money and mm -hmm. where you can and can't do it. Like that is force. So it's like, I, to me, if it's like, Hey, look, we're going to let you have limited government limits. Be like, no man, we're going full bore or not at all. Like I'm not in for these half measures. It's like, Hey, look, if you want to still ride a dirt bike, you can, it just has to be an electric. Sorry. You know, and I, sorry, that's kind of where I was going with that. Yeah. Like, but that, we're not forcing you. Yeah. We gave you this other option. Yeah. It sucks and that you don't like for, it, but for the, that's just how it is. It's for the better of the environment. What are you? Yeah. What are you, a Nazi? What are you, a Palestinian? Far-right Israeli shoots him to death in Tel Aviv. But this violence showed how extremists on both sides can use violence to derail peace, keep a permanent conflict going as they seek the other side's total destruction. That's a dynamic. Wow, permanent conflict while each seeking total destruction, that doesn't seem like something that would be financially advantageous for the military industrial complex of the United States of America. Dynamic that's been around ever since. Negotiations meant to hammer out the final details on peace drag on for years. And a big Camp David summit in 2000 comes up empty. Palestinians come to believe peace isn't coming, rise up in a second intifada. This one much more violent wrong? than the first. By the time it wound down a few years later, about a thousand Israelis and 3,200 Palestinians had died. The second intifada really changes the conflict. Israelis become much more skeptical that Palestinians will ever accept peace or that it's even worth trying. Israeli politics shift right, the country builds. That's what's wild to me. Israel's like, but we've tried so hard yeah. and they're just not going to accept it. So why should we even try anymore? Like, what kind of crazy bullshit is that? And that might just be bad on the box video, or that could actually have been the attitude. But either way, like, how fucking nuts is that? It's like, well, we gave them this really nice prison, and they just don't like it. So what else are we going to do? What yeah. What else do you expect from us? I mean, we give them electricity a couple hours a day. I mean, kinda, they should be able to cook. Kind of sounds a little similar to... Um the Native Americans and the uh, European settlers a little bit. Yeah. And I mean, how many leftists in this country would tell you that we live in an occupied, in an occupied country on stolen land yeah. and we're terrible, fucking horrible people. Even though like at this point, nobody alive has stolen land from a Native American except the United States government like yeah. i'm sure they still steal land from we stole like we stole a lot of land in uh north dakota yeah we gotta have a right away right through your land and we're gonna build on it whether you like it or not 
So, you know, we're at this point, we're descendants that have, you know, we have no blood on our hands for it. These people in Israel, they're the actual perpetrators. Yeah. It's not like, it, oh, you know, our, our, our ancestors did this hundreds of years ago. We never even met any of them. We don't even know who, like, I don't even know any of my ancestors. Like I, I don't know. I would imagine that when my family came over to Potter Valley, we probably did some pretty nasty things to the native Americans. I don't doubt that, but I don't even know those. Like, I don't even know anything about, I don't know their names, nothing like this is the actual perpetrators yeah. just being like, Oh, we've, you know, we offered them this nice prison when we kicked them out of their homes, but they're still mad at us and they're just never going to accept peace. What does peace look like to them? Live in your prison and shut up. Yes. <laughs> or just leave. I, I mean, Fuck it's off. wild. And you would think like 2 million people that somebody would just be like, we'll take them, you know, we'll figure it out. We'll take, you know, with all this crazy immigration shit that's been happening, you would think that like the United States would go, all right, we'll take 500,000 you know, Europe's going to take 500,000 fucking these African and Middle Eastern countries will take up the rest on their own. But nobody. It's like, yeah, but this this is people who actually need a place to go yeah. are forfeited for, you know, migrants who are looking for better jobs. This it, it but it's such a hotbed for attention and uh, the military complex it, you know, uh, that was the first thing. And it's so I, easy I thought, to get people riled up over Middle Eastern exactly, terrorism. Exactly, that's what I'm saying. Like, oh, they hate you because they're free. Yeah. You know, they just want to kill you. All, all we I, can't understand them. It's They're just backward savages. Yeah, all I thought as soon as the first headline I saw about all this, like, oh, okay, it's just uh, another headline. It, I'm sure Ukraine is, the Ukraine headlines are starting to lose traction and lose attention and stuff like that. So now... Here's here we go again. Here's yeah, here's it's, the, it's the tried and support. true. And after we, yeah, and after we get through this video, we'll we'll fucking get into that a little bit more. Walls and checkpoints to control Palestinians' movements. They're not really trying to solve the conflict anymore. Just manage it. The Palestinians are left manage feeling it. like negotiating didn't work. Brutally terrorize people, <laughs> you know, brutally subjugate them and keep them into a into a prison that's managing the situation conflict God. management not, some of the not things resolution. these people do with language some of these fucking games they play with language we're gonna watch a video next week of my mayor of boise Lori mclean just manipulating language it's really sick the way they do we're managing the situation yeah and violence didn't work that they're stuck under an ever-growing occupation with no future as a people that year israel withdraws from gaza hamas gains power but splits from the Palestinian Authority in a short civil war, dividing Gaza from the West Bank. Now, I don't know if it's later on in this video, if it is, spoiler, but um, Hamas gaining power was actually an election, an election that was sought over by American diplomats. I think one of them was Jimmy Carter, and they they called it a free and fair election, whatever that's worth to you. <laughs> But yeah, right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I, I don't believe in elections. I don't think any election is free and fair. Like, I don't buy that. But this that was the that was the narrative, at least that it was a free and fair. So take that as you would like. Did these people take over power? Did they were they granted it? I don't fucking know. But that was the case. We We called it free and fair.
Israel puts Gaza under a suffocating blockade and unemployment rises to 40%. This is the state of the conflict as we know it today. It's relatively new and it's unbearable for Palestinians. In the West Bank, more and more settlements are smothering Palestinians, often respond with protests and sometimes with violence. The most just want normal lives. In Gaza, Hamas and other violent groups have periodic wars with Israel. The fighting overwhelmingly kills Palestinians, including lots of civilians. In Israel itself, most people have become apathetic. For the most part, the occupation keeps the conflict relatively removed from their daily lives, with moments of brief but horrible violence. There's little political will for peace. No one really knows where the conflict goes from here. Well, Maybe a third intifada. Man, what a what a sick fucking... Like, we have to do it too. Like, as Americans, we have to be complacent. If we paid attention to, like, every person that the United States government slaughtered, we would have no time. Like, M Michael Storm, last time he was on, he was talking about how his job at one point was to watch police videos. And I was like, dude, that must just be fucking horrible for your soul. Like, just, ugh. So, like, I get it that you're living in complacency, but this is pretty in your face. When we kill people, they're typically a long ways away, if not our neighbor. Like, you know, our, the government fucking imprisons nonviolent criminals at a higher rate than anywhere in the world. But we're kind of complacent to that violence as well. We don't really look at it as servitude or slavery. We just look at it as a means to an end. We got to get drugs off the street. We have to protect yeah. the children. Yeah. But I would, I would like to believe that like, if we were doing that to the native Americans today, that we could look at it and go, this is wrong and something's got to change. Like, yeah, you'd, you'd hope man. But that, that those psyops, it's hard. I mean, <laughs> dude, people get hit so freaking hard. It's gnarly. All right. So we already heard it's this is a massive, unprovoked attack of terrorism. And, you know, I don't know if you know much about the attack, but it was essentially like a there was a music festival and they attacked and they, they brutally murdered a lot of people. And this was not not good. These are not good people. But these are people pushed to their to the brink. Like, I, I don't understand, like, this is a tough one because we don't advocate violence for anybody. You know, I believe in the non-aggression principle. You should not initiate violence against peaceful people. But it's like, at what point does non, you know, peaceful protest, using your voice, using the media, at what point do you just go, I can't do this anymore. And this music festival that they had, imagine this, they had it right on the border of this prison state hmm. where people have to bathe in salt water and fucking cook over fires. And they have this massive music festival, water everywhere, power, lights, everybody's having fun doing drugs right on your fucking border of your prison. It reminds me of like when I was in jail once, The I was in like a, a work farm and the officers had a barbecue like a big fucking barbecue. And we're all just stuck there, smelling the barbecue, eating the fucking jail food. And then they made some of us work it, huh. which was just like the fucking worst. Yeah. It was just the worst. They didn't give you any food. Guys had to sneak in. Uh, <laughs> one of the guys got two uh, latex gloves, tied the thumbs together, and then 
like wrapped it around his cock full of fucking tri-tip in each one. So we had tri-tip for a couple days. Nice. But yeah, man, I I can't imagine if you're these people who are just been pushed as far as you possibly can and they're going to come and have a fucking music festival right on your sure. on the door yep. of your cage. Oh, man, that would that would be pretty bad. So Let's go to the media and hear how the media is covering this. Let's go to NBC. Just a state of shock in this country that they could have been caught so off guard. Something else we've been seeing on the road, the truck has moved away now, but we just saw a truck carrying a battery of Israeli Iron Dome missile interceptors. This is this highly sophisticated Israeli air defense system developed with support from the United States. It is the backbone of Israel's defenses. It is what Israel relies on to protect its civilians from this rocket fire from Gaza. But whatever happened in the early hours of this morning, the Iron Dome was not able to stop this barrage. The Israeli military says it was more than 2,000 rockets fired. And Joe, we have just seen plumes of smoke all across southern Israel where these rockets landed on homes, on warehouses. And there is just a sense of disbelief at what is happening right now. Just it's a, just, you know, just crazy. a state of How shock. Could anybody in the- ever predicted that something like this would happen? How could it possibly get past all of our technology in the Iron Dome? Oh, my goodness. Yeah, I'm calling false flag on this one right away. That's what I, was I think that they knew that this was going to happen. <laughs> and yeah, I mean, this is politically expedient. The the war in Ukraine is losing support. European countries don't want to pay their fair share. Americans are fucking sick of it. Yeah. They are sick of it. Ukraine just, I mean, uh, Canada just applauded a Nazi. You think they want that to happen again? <laughs> like, the, <laughs> Ukraine's starting to get out of control. Zelensky's losing his fucking mind today. He's calling up, hey, the Nazis are going to kill me. You know what I mean? Yeah, I don't know, man. I'm calling false flag on this. I think they probably knew. I was wondering how many it said over 2,000 rockets. Uh, I wonder how many mm-hmm. of those uh, rockets said made in USA. <laughs> right, right, right out of Afghanistan. Right. <laughs> I mean, where do you think all this fucking equipment that we left lying around thank, went? Thank you. Somebody's Biden. making good use of it. Yeah. yeah. Thank you, Uncle Joe. Yeah. Uh, well, we uh, we talked about her earlier. Let's let's hear how Miss Nikki Haley's taking this one. Something tells me she's beside herself just so so sad and probably can't even think of what else to do except just mourn and pray let's step back because i want the american people to kind of take this in for a second just imagine that here the israelis woke up and communities were bombarded families were murdered Women and children were taken hostage, dragged through the streets. The elderly were taken. All of this has happened in front of everyone, on top of thousands of rockets that hit Israel. This should be personal for every woman and man in America. Why? Because when they did this, when they did this surprise attack, when they took these hostages, when they murdered these families, they were celebrating. And what were they celebrating? They were saying death to Israel, death to America. This is not just an attack on Israel. This is an attack on America because they hate us just as much. And what we have to understand 
understand is this is the reason that we have to unite around making sure our enemies do not hurt our friends. America can never be so arrogant to think we don't need friends, just like we needed them on 9-11. That's why Ukraine needs us when Russia's doing this. That's why Israel needs us when Hamas and Iran are doing this. And I'll say this to, to Prime Minister Netanyahu, finish them. Finish, finish them. them. Hamas did this. You know Iran's behind it. Finish them. They should have hell to pay for what they've just done. Ugh, this woman is a dirty, disgusting war pig. She's just, I bet she's having a fucking orgasm under that red dress of hers. She just <laughs> loves it. Blood and guts and destruction. Let's give more money to Lockheed Martin. We got to, this is attack against you. They hate you. And this goes back to our discussion on Ukraine. I remember a couple months ago we were talking, imagine if me and you got in a war, but I was supported by Cabela's. Yeah. Like you would be at war with Cabela's. You're not at war with me. You're at war with the fucking big company who's sending me all my weapons. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I could imagine that these people are not fond of America. Yeah, but it, like she, she was saying, it's not a war on us, on America. It's no. uh. It's a border dispute. Yeah. No, it's not. It's a border dispute that we're backing, right? <laughs> yeah, and it's and the weird thing is it's like, yeah, again, borders are important everywhere but here. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's, Gaza doesn't have a border. They're not a state. How do you call a, like, a prison gate or, like... If I'm behind a prison cell, I don't call that cell wall a border. I call it a cell. Like borders are between two countries. <laughs> Palestine is not a state. Gaza is not a state. It's a fucking prison. So like it's not even really a border, a border, you know, deal. It's a territory dispute because we're not even talking about two different borders. We're talking about a, a territory that has been disputed for the last hundred years essentially but yeah man she is something right yeah. imagine if they just woke up and saw this crazy things let's uh you think gaza hasn't gone through that like they haven't woke up to destruction let's yeah. let's look into gaza operation protective edge the human toll of violence, Operation Protective Edge, saw more than 2,000 Palestinian deaths, including more than 500 children and more than 10,000 people injured. Thousands fled their homes. Uh, war crimes. During the conflict, family homes were among the targets for airstrikes. Our research shows that there was a failure to take necessary precautions to avoid excess harm to civilians, which, uh, which is against international humanitarian law. So, yeah, this is, it's not like violence is that these are just two peaceful peoples. Like they have been committing violence on these people for a long time. That's just one operation. Here's another operation. Operation cast lead. Facts and figures. According to the investigation by the independent Israeli and Palestinian human rights organizations, between 1385 and 1419 Palestinians were killed during Castled, a majority of them civilians, including at least 308 minors under the age of 18. More than 5,000 were wounded. According to the UN, 3,540 homes 
were destroyed and another 2,870 sustained severe damage. More than 20,000 people, many of them already refugees, some of them three times over, were made homeless. That's nice. So they've been destroying this place over and over. This was in 2008. The last one was in 2014. So this is very recent. This is not like something that happened 20, 30 years ago that nobody remembers. Like these people are still alive today. Children who had that happen are fighting age now. You think that doesn't make it? This is the whole blowback argument that Ron Paul made to Rudy Giuliani. That Rudy Giuliani was, I can't believe you would say something like that. And it's like this whole, they hate us because we're free. They hate us because we're America. They hate us for all these other ridiculous reasons. It's just nothing but propaganda. Yeah. Anyways, let's see. I've got a couple other videos here. What do we got? No, this Whoa, is not your already house. already played that yes, one. That's why it's black. So what- all right. Uh, I mean, it wouldn't be war propaganda without Lindsey Graham, right? <laughs> well, for every Israeli or American hostage executed uh, by Hamas, we should uh, take down an Iranian oil refinery. Whoa! The only way you're going to keep this war from escalating is to hold Iran accountable. How much more death and destruction do we have to take from the Iranian regime? I am confident this was planned and funded by the Iranians. Hamas is a bunch of animals uh, who deserve to be treated like animals. So oh, that's interesting. There are a bunch of animals who deserve to be treated like animals. Well, wait a minute. Is that not how they've been treated for the past 50 years, 60 years? I mean... I, I would get pretty sick of being treated like an animal. I don't know about you. I've been in jail before. You're treated like an animal. Yeah. And uh, the COs get their asses kicked quite a bit, especially the ones that are dickheads. <laughs> I thought that was wild. That They're animals and they need to be treated like animals. It's like, well, they are. Yeah. And that's the problem. Crazy. I was Israel. I would go in on the ground. There is no truce to be had here. I would dismantle Hamas. This is the best opportunity Israel has to destroy Hamas. Take it to the Iranians. If you harm one American in Syria by using your Iranian militia against us in Syria, if you escalate the war by urging Hezbollah to attack Israel in the north, if Hamas kills one American Israeli hostage, we're going to blow up your oil refineries and put you out of business. It is now time to take the war to the Ayatollah's backyard. Yeah. You think Lindsey Graham cares about your gas prices, people? Uh, No. Isn't that fucking beautiful? Hey, Let's go to war with Iran. Why not? Let's go you know? back. Let's go it's back. It's their fault. Let's let's just go right to Iran. Yeah. Let's go to the source of this. Uh, what now, I don't it? even know. Like, I didn't have time to dig into that. Maybe Iran is supporting. And what does he think they're going to do? Like, go door to door in an open air prison and, and weed out Hamas from non-Hamas? Nah, man. Like, <laughs> how the fuck are you going to tell the difference of these people? That's, they're that's, all just... Poor people trying to survive. Like, I don't know what they, what he thinks he could do. Uh, it's it's Lindsay the uh, it's it's Desert Storm three. That's the opener. Right? That's the yeah. opener to World War three. It's crazy. He's a sick, 
sick fucking twisted individual. Um, there's another piece of propaganda that, uh, again, I'm going to call this one propaganda right away. <coughs> this was all over the news this morning. At least 40 babies killed. Foreign reporter taken to a massacre site in Kafazar, the Times of Israel. So again, we're right back to the Times of Israel who was saying unprovoked. And now they're telling us 40 babies killed. And of course, this goes right back to um, Desert Storm yeah. where Kuwait was uh, stabbing and killing babies through the incubators and then stealing the incubators and taking them back. And this was like a, um, you know, some 15-year-old girl testified to this in front of the UN. Turns out that uh, she was the daughter of a diplomat and the entire story was fake. What? Oh, yeah. Fake. You didn't know that? Oh, yeah. That was a fake fucking story. Propaganda. <laughs> and then, of course, you... We can't forget, you know, the Russians. They're going door to door and they're raping women and stealing children to send them back to Russia to be raised to go against <laughs> Ukraine. And I mean, that's a cool that's story. That's my favorite. And I think that was even that was Nikki Haley that that pulled that one in the fucking in the debate. But gotta love Nikki Haley, right? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> this is gonna be a real mess. We're pretty, like, I wouldn't be surprised if we're in all-out world war in another six months. At war with China. At some point, these neocons are just going to go, screw it. We got to go for it. And I wouldn't be surprised <laughs> if if we're in just, and you know, who knows what kind of weapons these people are going to be using. I'm not really worried about nuclear weapons. <clears throat> I think that these people want a civilization. I don't think they want to destroy, like they want civilization for, for selfish reasons. They like oh, yeah. restaurants. Yeah. They like going to Paris. They like making money. You know, they want to do exactly like they want to <laughs> yeah. have lavish lives. They don't want to live underground. So they're going to go all out war without destroying the planet. And I mean, who knows what they could do? They could go tactical nuclear weapons. They could do, you know, what are those, uh, the tidal wave bombs. Yeah. Well, I wouldn't be surprised if we dropped an asteroid on somebody. <laughs> maybe blow a volcano. I think we can blow volcanoes. Maybe maybe an earthquake. Give somebody an earthquake. That'd be fun. Dude, the most fucked up part is probably all like Russia, China, the US, uh, UK, all the European, European countries. All these high roller motherfuckers are probably all in cahoots with each other. And this, you know, you, yeah. you gotta, you gotta, you know, you gotta crack a couple eggs. So, so, so we lose, so, uh, we lose a few thousand Ukrainians or whatever, you know what I mean? But yeah. it, uh, fucking elections, uh, what just a little over a year away. We got to start ramping the shit up, ramping it up. We gotta, we gotta get this yeah. war, war drama riled up. Just in time for uh, let's get those gas for prices. COVID for let's COVID get those gas prices again. up and get right. Joe Biden out of office. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we gotta get we gotta get Ron in there. Let's get those gas prices up. We'll get Ron DeSantis in there. He'll keep everything running nice and smooth. <laughs> yeah, man. That uh, Israel does this thing. Um, this is how sick these people are. They call it mowing the lawn. 
So they essentially just go into Gaza every few years and just destroy shit to kind of like keep the <laughs> cut the, the whack, cut, keep the insurgency knock, knock down. The weeds down. Yeah, mowing the yeah. lawn. Jeez. Yeah, man. <laughs> sick, sick people. Uh, but you know, Lindsey Graham for president. I mean, this week he finally came clean and and told us how how he really feels. Here we go. I didn't. I did not send you this one. In pre-show because I wanted you to hear it first here. We had to keep the government open. We got 45 days to fix both problems. Um, listen, people call me Lady G just because I like to cross-dress. Maybe I put on some <laughs> lipstick, some heels, and tuck my testicles back using Gorilla Tape, but that doesn't mean I don't love this country. <laughs> That's fucking great. Dude, I when I heard that, I didn't know if it was AI or just some brilliant voice actor. So I had to I had to text friend of the show, our, our AX, AI expert Daniel Steele, and he confirmed this was artificial intelligence. Yeah, it sounded which AI. I thought was fucking, <laughs> which I thought was beautiful. This is why they want to regulate this shit so bad. Yeah. Can you imagine like how pissed off he is? Because you know he's seen this. It's all over Twitter. Like, when you search <laughs> Lindsey Graham on Twitter, this is the first thing that pops up. And that must piss him off so much, well, which makes me so happy. His old ass is probably like, shit, I thought I turned the recorder off. <laughs> but, dude, oh, man. They're, they're going to freak out so much when this shit is, like... I don't think this is the video. This video is real. So they took like a real face the nation video and we're just able to, it's weird how like you can't even really notice the lips being off. It's, yeah. it's pretty freaking slick the way they did this, but dude, they got to regulate AI. How could you allow a company to give a, like losers and just total disgusting, awful human beings like us, the ability to make something like that about somebody yeah. so great as Lindsey Graham. Yeah, but God, it, that must just really get his panties in a bunch. <laughs> oh, Pun intended. Yeah. <laughs> Man, but can they, is it, is it regulatable or is it already too late? Like, sure, why know. not? Uh, Put but, a fucking G-Man in every, in every big company's office. I don't know. I mean, they don't need to do that. They don't need to go CCP on it. All they have to do is just kind of like loosely threaten a couple people and I'll jam into line. You know, I signed up for a, an AI thing, like a platform for making pictures. And they made you go through this like whole checklist of things you're not allowed to do. Yeah. It was like no explicit material, huh. no porn, no like. Well, you're like, no well, why the images. fuck am I signing up for this shit? You got to pay for this? Exactly. <laughs> and then they wanted me to pay. Yeah. And I was like, you're out of your mind. I can't make, I can't make porn. I can't fucking do violence. What like, the what is fuck? the point of this thing? <laughs> like, God, couldn't believe it. And it took me forever to figure out how to do it too. Cause I had to download discord and then I just threw my goddamn pen. I'll throw it again. So I was pretty pissed when I got through like a half an hour, 45 minutes of figuring this damn thing out and then they wanted me to pay. Well, what do you think? Should we call it a night? Yeah, man. Yeah, let's call it. All right. We'll see you next week. Peace out, everybody. Subscribe to the YouTube channel. 
Why not? It might be fun. <laughs>